0: Hello. Welcome to Amancha Talks. I'm David. This is podcast number two, and uh, I've taken a while to make this podcast number two, and my apologies. Onward we go. I'm not going to start making excuses, but I do have moments where I'm like, oh, what am I going to talk about? I've got so much to talk about. I feel overwhelmed. Well, you got to just jump into it. I'm a Pisces, so I live in another world a lot of times. Then I've got Moon and Gemini emotionally trying to like intellectualize it. I'm Leo rising, but I got to get out there and I got to want to be a leader about it and teach and teach and teach. And I overwhelm myself. Talking about astrology, we're going to talk about that uh, Jupiter and Saturn conjunction, zero degrees in Aquarius, hitting full on tomorrow, the 21st, around the winter solstice. Everyone's talking about it, and everybody's, you know, getting mixed signals and mixed information about it, and some people are saying it is the dawn of the age of Aquarius. Well, we'll talk about that. But I wanted to do a recap on the last podcast, the root chakra, first chakra, and um, just to recap, just to give a little bit more specific information. Um, in Sanskrit, it is muladhara or muladhara you decide where you want to put that accent it combines the word mul or base and adhara or adhara which means support okay its name in itself reflects ultimate purpose it's more to serve as our basis in life it is often called the root chakra first chakra base chakra it's about feeling safe And that's something that we really need to be focusing on, feeling safe, whole, and complete, especially in today's pandemic COVID situation, where we're all kind of maybe even high adrenal, solar plexus taxed, um, overthinking, overanalyzing, which then makes us ungrounded, which then creates an impingement or debility in the first chakra energy. We wanna feel safe. And in yoga, I talk about being grounded. First chakra grounding is actually about feeling good, feeling comfortable, being able to speak our truth comfortably when we go to our throat chakra. And grounding ourselves energetically is about serotonin, really. And that's what I realized. People try to teach us that being grounded is like, um, you know, I'm tough. I'm ready to go, you know. And uh, sure, I'm ambitious. You know, I'm, I'm on it. I'm going. Go, go, go. Okay, just go for it. Yeah, that's all fine and good. However, it's really more about being at peace and present, feeling safe so that we can accomplish the things we want to accomplish. Right? Being grounded. And in yoga, as I always say, there's more serotonin in the gut than in the brain itself. And that doesn't occur in full on, let's say, <clears throat> neuropathway happiness unless we're actually grounded. That's why if we're not grounded and people get anxious or suffer from depressive anxiety, they'll have problems in their small intestine and their digestion. Depression can cause problems there. So when you do grounding poses, like bridge pose, for instance, you get that serotonin going and you feel good, you feel relaxed. And then of course, there are plenty of foods to eat. Uh, I just found out in my Reiki session, my guide explained to me that Uh, beet juice or beet root in general, and that's the color of the first chakra anyway, is good for grounding, as well as high in iron and good for liver cleansing. So the main aspect of the root chakra would be therefore security. In the physical body, it's at the base of the spine, all right, between the area, right in there, you know the part of the body I'm talking about. It's related organs are the bones, the skeletal structure, right? The coccygeal nerve plexus, adrenal glandsis. Did I just say that? I meant adrenal glands. Slip. So anyway, it's simple of course is the four red petals containing a square with a downward triangle. All right. Of course, it's a deep beautiful red Its gross element is earth. Its subtle element, attraction and smell. The color of the element itself is yellow. Its sound, okay, its sound is lam, if you want to meditate that. L-A-M, L as in love, A-M as in mother earth. Lam. And as I mentioned, its carrier animal totem is the elephant. And I found that fantastic because of course, the god Ganesha, the elephant headed god, is the remover of obstacles so its action organ is the feet and again its sense organ is the nose lots of lots of wonderful information there just as a recap for you root chakra first chakra visualize a beautiful crimson red and you'll be better grounded all right next we're going to get right on to the topic of astrology Okay, welcome back. We will continue with podcast episode number two of Amancha Talks. I'm David. And let's talk about this upcoming, uh, well, you know, really it's already here. Um, The conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at zero degrees Aquarius. Conjunction means, in astrology, that the two planets are in their energy fields, in their electromagnetic energy fields, are joined Um, by an orb, depending on the planet and the size of the planet, the the electromagnetic and gravitational pull of an orb, that's degrees of arc in astronomy and and a chart, of uh, up to about 6 degrees. The sun and the moon has a a brighter uh, and, uh, let's say, heavier electromagnetic pull, and that can go up to 10 degrees in a chart. Saturn and Jupiter, depending, will keep it between 2 and 6 degrees. So, uh, really, this conjunction has already been firing up, in a way, um, for a while. <clears throat> you know, they've been moving together slowly, because Saturn is, is moves more slowly le- than, let's say, Mercury. And, of course, the Moon moves, you know, within the hour, you know, many degrees. Uh, Mars, Venus, um, they move faster through a chart, uh, and well, in the sky, frankly. Uh, Then we get to the bigger planets. Jupiter will move also a little bit uh, more slowly and Saturn. And when you get way out there to the further planets, and I don't care what people say, I'm gonna still call Pluto a planet, um, they take longer. And those further out planets are what I call, or what are called actually the generational planets because they stay in signs for a longer amount of time. And so they affect society and generations of people at large. And Saturn is a powerful planet in terms of, they call it, you know, the karmic planet. Um, And it goes to a sign, let's say, mm, well, it'll go completely around the chart in 14 years. So you break that down into 12 signs. Don't make me calculate and do any math right now. Jupiter uh, moves a little faster. So this conjunction they're saying is gonna last about 20 years. Uh, because of the the speed, let's say, that they appear to be moving from the ground, okay? And uh, what I wanted to point out is that the planet Pluto has been in the mix, and Pluto is now retrograde, meaning that its energy is moving in reverse, And when Pluto and Uranus and Neptune also, when they're moving, they also affect um, cultures and civilizations and generations of people at large. And Pluto, for a while, um, has been in Capricorn. Capricorn rules the planet Saturn. So with Capricorn and Saturn, we're talking about karma. We're talking about structure. We're talking about discipline. We're talking about... um, uh, coming face to face with reality in many ways, the concepts of time, um, uh, you know, even down to good parenting and and a family structure, everything that represents also limits, you know, to work within reason, to work within structure, to face your facts and also to face your uh, purpose, to face your folly. And, um. Pluto is the planet of transformation. It rules Scorpio along with Mars. And Pluto is about, you know, ultimately the Phoenix rising up out of the flames, right? It's a a planet of transformation. And so when Pluto is now in retrograde in Sag, Sagittarius, ruled by Jupiter. So, you know, we got a lot going on here. Um, And moving backwards, it's all about what's been going on in the world. So it was in Capricorn uh, for quite a few years. Let's say, you know, what, at least a decade. And, um, and, you know, in Capricorn, the planet of karma and transformational karma, okay, uh, time for man to face, you know, his reality or face his karma or face his folly or um, reap the rewards for uh, the seeds that were planted in terms of structure and good hard work, alright? And then, uh, but that also means, you know, there are upheavals, there are changes. And just as a side point, for instance, the natal chart of the United States is cancer, the nurturer, the mother. You know, the United States is based on mothering, receiving and nurturing various people from various cultures, various races, and creating a new world, nurturing, nurturing everything that represents the mother energy. And cancer is completely opposite on the on the wheel from Capricorn. So we've had a Pluto opposing the energies of cancer. So it is about face your karma regarding these issues of nurturing, you know, what's going on in the States, what's been going on, what's been building up, um, you know, so these larger planets generationally often mark changes in societies and civilizations, and they often earmark, um, social unrest. So Saturn has moved through Capricorn also, and Saturn and Pluto were in conjunction. And so it was like, ooh, ooh, all right. So let's, you know, let's talk about the past 20 plus years, right? Lots of changes. And ultimately, it's up to mankind as a group consciousness to decide in which way to take it. You know, the planets impel, they don't compel. You know, they're not forcing us. They don't rule us. They are energies that direct. And it's up to us to see Or did I get that wrong? Well, you think about it. (laughs) Perhaps they compel, but they don't impel. In other words, what it comes down to is they influence. And then, accordingly, with our own free will, the soul being the vessel, you know, that we are housing the soul, decides where to take it. And that's what karma is about. Our free will decides which path, which road we're going to take. Um, Everything's a cycle. Everything is a rhythm. Everything is a frequency. Everything is a sound. Everything is an intention. Everything is a thought. Thoughts are things. So what have we got going on then? Saturn continued through Capricorn and Pluto started kind of going backwards so that, you know, that caused also a little bit more of a challenging energy. And then Jupiter's coming along too. Now, Here's what we're going to talk about the planet energy. So Saturn is a planet of constriction, of discipline. Um, Everything I've already mentioned. But it's also about, you know, it can be about um, business and uh, power. Um, But it is about, it can be about time constraints. It can be about facing the music. Um, It's like, it's like, uh, you know... It's like the boss is here, the father's here to corral everyone and make sure that they are dotting all their I's and crossing all their T's. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and abundance, jovial energy, you know. It rules uh, Sagittarius and co-rules Pisces. And so a lot of Sagittarians, you know, that's why you're known for being up and positive and go, go, go. And, you know, let's get things done. And, you know, they don't like to show their sadder or darker side. and then if you know the Sag Jupiter energy gets out of control, they can be almost you know a little too over-the-top positive and a little too, too, too jovial and often are accused of wearing rose-colored glasses. But I would rather be around an energy that's abundant and open and, and ready to go. So compare that to Saturn. You've got them now together. You've got the expansive, abundant, um, limitless creativity of Jupiter um, joined with... Let's get to work Saturn, you know, let's face facts, let's face the music, you know, let's look at reality, all right, third dimension, hardness, and the illusion of time, what time is, which is really an illusion, you know, forcing people into a linear perspective. So you've got those two planets. It's like an energy that keeps us all kind of hanging on the brink, which way are we going to turn? coming out of the planet of that very constriction i'm sorry coming out of the sign capricorn of that very constriction zero degrees in aquarius now aquarius ruled by uranus is about change it's about revolution or revolutionary concepts it's about future thinking it can also be rebellious and erratic it's ruled by uranus okay it's heavy duty in terms of yes brand new futuristic thinking How are we going to now handle this energy because this conjunction could go for about 20 years and those planets may go retrograde a little bit here and there. So how is now society going to be affected by this conjunction? If we look at it on a grand scale and we look at the larger, more distant planets, Pluto and uh, Neptune and Uranus, how they're affecting society and the sign that they're in and how they're Affecting all the other planets right now in the signs that they are in respectively. Those are called aspects Um, How you know what's gonna pan out what's gonna happen well ultimately it comes down to group consciousness of the world humanity the love consciousness perhaps Do we want to be in conflict and opposition or do we want to find a way to unite? At least in a way to recognize that we are all one Humanity So, really, this conjunction is about, where are we going to go? Because Aquarius can be very rebellious and erratic, even absent-minded. Or it can be, let's get together and make a great change. So, the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn usually uh, signifies that there are changes coming. But that on a personal level has to do with where your own Jupiter and Saturn are in your natal chart and how that aspects, how that will affect or compel or impel you in your own personal life. So you have to look at, you have to know your chart, your planets and see how they are affecting the transits of other planets in this uh, podcast, namely Jupiter and Saturn. So, you know, you got to know the house placements in your natal chart. That's why everybody should know their natal chart, at least the basics of it. Um, it's a wonderful, you know, kind of layout, a template of your potential. And uh, we also, in Mancha Energies, we do uh, the Soul Goal Mission Chart to know your your incarnation mission, what you chose to do on the other side before incarnating into this life, and the theme of things you want to work out and what you'd like to accomplish. I mean... Amancha Energies is about getting everybody to know what their own personal superpower is so that they can better serve humanity, to know their special talents and gifts. And you can see that in your natal chart. And then you can know how you're going to manage big transits like this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, zero degrees Aquarius. So what's it going to be? Where are we going? And, you know, if people are saying this is the, the dawn of the age of Aquarius, well, frankly, that's a... That's another topic, and that already started in the 70s. <laughs> so, really, the late 60s. And just look at history, right? So, we are though definitely in in a, in a transition. So you can think, oh well, if I want to look at it really positively, I've got um, I've got abundance with Jupiter, and and maybe structure and business and discipline with uh, the Saturn, and maybe that's going to help me in my business and in the abundance in my life if I just. Get down to brass tacks and stay focused and stay disciplined and keep a positive attitude and look at the abundance in the world and the potential, the potential that everyone has to make this a better planet on which to live. So what's it going to be? What decision are we going to make? Are we going to invite and project an intention of a unified, peaceful, loving planet Or a planet of rebellion and erratic mm, destructive behavior where people will be forced to face the fruits of seeds that might have been sown before where the best intention was not involved so what's it gonna be it comes down to us and if this is part of the dawn of the age of Aquarius well then Let's make the right choice, you know? And if it means some kind of change that involves a revolutionary change, well, you know, Saturn was really heavy duty influencing us at the late 80s, early 90s. And lo and behold, how it affected also Uranus and the charts at that time in the transits. We went super, super, super deep into a great technological age so that by 1995, I already had my iMac. So that was a revolution, I think, an incredibly important and positive revolution. It's about knowledge. It's about the exchange of knowledge. And ultimately, we have to take the right decision to see how we're going to communicate with one another. As Amancha says, no love more in all you do. Let's make it about that. Let's make it about love. All right. This is a long podcast. Thanks for putting up with my mistakes (laughs) in my delivery. But I think you got the message. I got to make mistakes, otherwise I won't sleep at night. You know what I mean? I got to be nice to myself. I'm just as perfect as, well, we're all perfect, aren't we? Even in our mistakes. All right, keep in the light. And once again, correction, correction. I said Saturn moves through the chart every 14 years. No, every 28 years. What was I thinking? It's been a long day. <laughs> but I had to do the podcast before the conjunction. Saturn moves through the entire chart and the wheel every 28 years. And the first round of 28 years is called the Saturn return. Saturn returns amazing because... It's a, it usually marks major shifts or changes in people's lives. Like a lot of people go back to school or if they haven't been to school, they decide to go to school. A lot of people have their first child or decide to have that second child or a lot of people get married always around between 27 and 32. For me, it was just throwing caution to the wind, loading a U-Haul and moving from Cincinnati to Manhattan. And uh, it's where I was able to really grow up. And boy, was that a good move, made me tough, and I'm proud of it. Um, So that Saturn return, really, I took advantage of it. In other words, a lot of people, um, if they haven't worked hard before the Saturn return, well, you know, it depends. They might have to continue their struggles. Um, With the first Saturn return, people will gain the benefits of, uh, of maybe the seeds they've sown beforehand, you know, because Saturn and Capricorn, they are about challenges as I said earlier, you know, constriction or discipline or, you know, facing the music challenges and how we overcome them. That's life, you know, Uh, overcoming challenges, receiving the abundance. Perhaps as a result, you know, it's all about your natal chart. 28 years for Saturn to move completely around the chart. Please forgive me, but now you got it. (laughs) All right, take care.